coming up. Okay. You want to be on his side every time. Every decision, every way, every action, every every time. You want to be on God's side. Somebody going to love you like that. Okay. Look what Romans 8, 32, 34 says. He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? So here's the idea. If, if he would give up his son, and that was the best he had, if he going to give me the most valuable thing he has, he going to give it up for me, then that means he'll give anything else to me. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. God's love is everlasting and complete. And guess what? It's available to you. No matter what happens in life, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, nothing can separate you from his love. What good news. Join us for the message series, Inseparable Love where Pastor Rob explains the many characteristics of God's love. Here's part two of the message, God's sacrificial love. And so, but he had an advantage and he gave it up. He gave it up for us. That's, that's some sacrificial love. I just want you to understand the sacrifice, okay? Again, if, if you had the ability to be at work at 8 o'clock after getting up at 7.59, I ain't many people will give up that advantage. Okay, I, I'm just saying. All right. Um, uh, that's why folks is trying to work from home. <laughs> so, so they can literally get up at 7:59, roll out the bed, turn on the computer, and say, "I'm here on the email." You know, right? And, and and so, how many people will get that up? Somebody say, "You know what?" Um, would you start coming to work <laughs> every day for somebody else? You know, you've been working for home for the last five years, you know, but we need you to come to work so we can let somebody else work from home. How many people, <laughs> you know, would get that up? Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean I got I to gotta actually get up and wash my face? <laughs> and, and before I go to work and get in the shower and then get in the car and drive through traffic. Ain't no matter. Ain't no matter people going to get that up. But Jesus gave up his advantage. We don't, want, we don't want them to move our cube from where it is if it's close to the stairs or the elevator or the restroom. And they say, no, we're going to put you away over there. They say, no, 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 no. I like it right here. I'm right here where the restroom is. I'm right by the water pot or the, the, the coffee pot or y'all y'all you know we don't even like giving up that advantage. But Jesus gave up a serious advantage and became like us and became subject to space and time for us. The third thing he gave up was his right to dispute. Oh, I know folk won't get that up. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. He gave up his right to dispute stuff. Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all. Oh no, no. Your, your finger, your finger will slap you. 
your, your disputing finger will slap you if you said, I ain't going to dispute no more. Your finger will be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, what, you, what are you talking about? Because you've been using that finger in your disputes to argue for yourself. Right? And he gave up his right to dispute. Look what the text says in Matthew 27, 12 through 14. But he didn't answer when the chief priests and the elders accused him. How many of y'all know can stay quiet getting accused? I mean, just getting accused and wrongfully accused, right? And, but he didn't say nothing. He, he gave up his right to dispute. I don't know nobody who would do that. Look what it goes on and says, then Pilate said, don't you hear the testimonies they bring against you? But he didn't answer, not even a single word. So the governor was greatly amazed. The governor's like, who is this cat? He getting accused of something that can kill him and he ain't saying nothing. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, dear. <laughs> See, don't mess up my disputing. <laughs> don't it sound better using a double negative when you're in a dispute? <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know. Um, and so, and so he gave up his right to dispute, even when he's falsely accused. Look what um, Isaiah 53, 7 said. It prophesied about this. This is another reason that they should have known this was the Messiah, that he could, he could be accused and not say nothing because the prophet said it would happen. Look what it said here, Isaiah 53, 7. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a, as a sheep before its shearers is, is silent. So he did not open his mouth. They prophesied about it. When he did that, they should have been like, ooh, this, this is a different kind of dude. Where he come from? What's going on? And somebody should have said, oh, Isaiah said. And they said, ooh, maybe he is a different kind of dude. But they didn't do that because they didn't want to give up their right to dispute. <laughs> they wanted to keep accusing him. But he gave up his right. To dispute. I don't know nobody who would do that. That's why we see all these rallies and all kind of things now. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be, you know, this arguing for right and all that. But Jesus, for our sake, you know what? He said, I ain't going to even say nothing. It was sacrifice. That's what it was. Number four, he gave up. Uh, God the Son, he sacrificed his dignity. His dignity. Matthew 26, 67 and 68 says, Then they spit in his face and struck him with, his, with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. What? Who hit you? They spit in his face, slapped him, and said, and said, you, since you're a prophet, tell us who hit you. And then look, look, look what um, Luke, 20, Luke says in Luke 22, 63, 4 concerning this. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, prophesy, 
Who hit you? <laughs> Y'all see how they treated our Lord? Put a blindfold around him, hit him, and say, you the Messiah, you the prophet, tell us who hit you. Now, what they didn't know, he could have did that Matrix thing on them. You know what I'm saying? He could have been blindfolded, and they went to hit him. They could have went to spit, and he could have went, woo, right? And the, and, and, and the spit would have missed. They could have went to punch, and he could have went, woo. I mean, he could have did the Matrix thing on him, but he didn't do that. He, he saw the spit coming, had the ability to avoid it, and let it hit him. Do y'all get this? And they punched him with their fists, and he saw it coming, knew they were going to do it, and he still let them hit him. For you, for me, he took it. His dignity, he gave it up for us. Yes, he did. And look what Isaiah 50, 50 verse 6 says. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Talking about sacrifice, y'all. That's how much he loves you. Oh, yeah. He loves us sacrificially to give up his dignity. Number five, fifth thing that God the Son sacrificed, his closeness to the Father. His closeness to the Father. Matthew 27, 46 says, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And at that moment, he felt distance for the very first time from the father. And he says, why have you forsaken me? He was no longer close to him because he was taking on the sin of the world. The sin of the entire world. And he sacrificed his closeness to the father. Just gave it up. That's a huge sacrifice. And the closer I get to, the, to God, the more I understand the sacrifice. When I was a long way from God, it, it, I, I, I only can understand it from a distance. But as I get closer and I start to see how precious relationship with God is, how comforting how complete it makes me feel, how accepted it makes me feel, the confidence it gives me, the hope it gives me, the assurance it gives me. Now I understand, wow, I don't want to give that up ever, ever. But Jesus, for you and I, gave up closeness to the Father. Sacrificial love. Number six, the sixth sacrifice, God the Son, he gave up ultimately his life. He gave up his life. 
Matthew 27, 50 says, and when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. After all of that, after giving up his glory, his advantage, his right to dispute, his dignity, his closeness to the father, he lost his life, gave his life. That's sacrifice, y'all. That's love. So, D, write this down. What is the logical response to God's sacrificial love? What is our logical response? How are you going to respond to this? After having a better or deeper understanding of his sacrifice, the logical response, I put two here for you. The first is to make sure you are on God's side. To make sure you are on God's side. Anybody who loved me like that, okay, I'm going to franchise you. <laughs> talking football terms we're going we're going to make sure you on this team those you know some of y'all might not understand what franchise mean in 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 the football world when they franchise a player there's just no way that they can lose them from the team they, they like you're going to be on the team whether you want to be or not you on the team you are contracted on this team now as a franchise player you can't be in this league. If you're going to be in this league, you're going to be on this team. <laughs> okay? That's what it means. And so it, uh, uh, somebody who loved me like that, oh, no, I want, I want, I want, them, I want to be on their team. I want them on mine. Somebody love me like that. All right? And look what the text says. And, and here's the thing. You, you want to be on God's side. In every way, in every action, and in every decision. Okay? You want to be on his side every time. Every decision, every way, every action, every, every time. You want to be on God's side. Somebody going to love you like that. Okay? Look what Romans 8, 32, 34 says. He did not even spare his own son. But offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? So here's the idea. If, if he would give up his son, and that was the best he had. Okay. If he going to give me the most valuable thing he has, he going to give it up for me, then that means he'll give anything else to me. If, if his own son, his most valuable thing is not off limits, then nothing's off limits. And that's the God we serve, a God who would give us everything. But he's not going to give us things that will ruin us. Because what that will do will put space between you and him. And the truth about it is, guess what everything is? It's him. <laughs> He's everything <laughs> to me. Everything to me. <laughs> He's everything. 
He's everything to me. It reads on, verse 33, who can bring an accusation against God's elect? So since I'm on God's side, can't nobody talk nothing. What you got to say? You know, God's on my side. I'm on God's side. You can't say nothing. Make no accusations. It reads on. God is the one who justified. God has made me right in his sight. Justified me. Verse 34. Who is the one who condemns? You trying to condemn me? You can't condemn me when I'm on God's side. How can you? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He is also at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. So, you're going to make an accusation to get me against me. I got Jesus Christ arguing for me. I, I don't even have to say nothing. He's fighting. He's arguing. He's interceding for me. For you, he's interceding. Don't have to worry about it. So my response is, Lord, I want to be on your side in every way, in every decision. Amen. Right? Everything I do, I want to be on your side. When I have you interceding for me, you're all powerful, you're all knowing, and you love me with a sacrificial love. Why wouldn't I want to be on your side? This is called living by faith. That's what living by faith is. Living on God's side. (laughs) Living by faith in God. Because if I'm doing that, anybody who's going to fight me, you're not fighting me. You're fighting God. Because I'm on God's side. And God's saying that, that you are you fighting him, you're fighting me. Because he's on my side. He's on my side in every way and everything. He's living by faith. She's living by faith. And God is saying, that's a battle you ain't going to win. You ain't going to win that battle. Even if it seems like you are winning, guess what? You're going to lose in the end. The devil tried that. And he, he lost. He's a loser already. He just ain't been put, he ain't been put in the losing place yet. Which where, where it's coming and he's going to be there forever. Right. The second logical response to God's sacrificial love is to give God your life. To give God your life. Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So it says offer your body as a living sacrifice, not, a, not to die, but a life that's living as a sacrifice. It's really an oxymoron because how can you be alive and sacrificing? It's an oxymoron. But God has allowed, it, allowed us to be living sacrifices. So we should give God our lives. And tr- the truth is this, that that's really the only thing that really matters anyway, <laughs> that God has your life. Not- nothing else really matters, y'all. <laughs> it just don't. At the end of the day, nothing else matters. 
for God, the one who gave you life, the one who died for you to have life, the one who's preserving your life, the one who's given you eternal life, he's saying, give me your life. Don't give it to nobody else and not even to yourself. Please God with your life. It's truly the only thing that matters. God's sacrificial love. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Y'all see this? God has given us power. Yes. His authority is now being avail made available to us. And this is the same one, it reads on, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Y'all get this? This power is available to us. We can operate in under the authority, the authoritative umbrella of our Lord Jesus Christ by the same power yeah. that was used, that he demonstrated when he got up out the grave. That's right. Thank you for listening.